I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Happy Monday. This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, right here on our platform, our audio platform, so wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. All you got to do is search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, and you won't regret it. I guarantee you, we got a ton of content there, and as always, this podcast, this audio platform is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And folks, it's here. It is here. I, I can't say how exciting it is from a fan perspective, from someone that runs a website like I do, uh, that contribute to the website. I mean, it, it's so exciting because unlike the regular season, and the regular season is great. I mean, let's be honest. That's the culminating event. But the the fact that this is the time when so many teams even the teams that are the lowest of the low in the National Football League they have hope they have hope right now entering the 2021 NFL draft the future is now that used to be the NFL slogan the future is now and that's right they are 100% true and honest in that regard man this is the most hopeful time of the year for NFL teams the week the months leading up to the NFL draft. Because once the draft happens, everyone comes back to reality. Let's give an example. Take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the top pick in the upcoming draft. Everyone knows they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. And they're going to get to live with that excitement for a couple months. And then Trevor Lawrence is going to get on the field. And there's going to be moments where he's going to look fantastic. And there's going to be moments where he is going to struggle. It happens with every rookie at every position. And it's at that point where the Jaguars are going to say, wow, he's going to be great, but he's not there yet. And when you hear that and when you see that, it's kind of like, okay, now you get brought down to earth. But for right now, right now in this moment, everyone has hope. The Pittsburgh Steelers fan base has hope, or they should have hope. Every one of the 32 National Football League teams is hopeful right now. So here we are on Monday morning getting ready for the draft, which starts on Thursday. Thursday night, evening, the Steelers probably won't make their pick, which is the 24th pick in the first round. My guess is until about 10.30 at night. So if you're someone that hates to stay up, if you're on the East Coast, uh, it's going to be a late one. But still, 
what are we going to talk about today? Because if you think about the way the shows progress throughout the week, those of that are part of my ride or die crew, you know that Monday and Mondays are typically me talking about news that might have taken place over the weekend. There was no news this week. That's a good thing. Uh, Wednesday is my live mailbag, which, by the way, I want to plug this for a second. On Tuesday, Tuesday night, 730 is when I always do my live mailbag podcast, live on the Locker Room app. So yeah, if you're an iOS user, you have to download the Locker Room app, which is 100% free, and you have to create a free account. Follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. And when you follow me on Saturday, around 7.30, I will go live, and I really would love to have some participation in this week's show. Not that we didn't. Last week was awesome. Last week, we had some great guests, great callers. It was fantastic. I hope that continues. I'm thinking about doing a live mock draft draft. Blah. Easy for me to say. A live mock draft simulation with the fans. I want to hear who you would take in certain situations. I'm still ironing out the details. Going to talk to Brian Anthony Davis about it. But that's what I'm thinking. So make sure on Tuesday, if you're an iOS user, download that app. Follow me. You, you'll want to be a part of that. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a good way to get you prepared for Thursday in the actual event. So this is the last time I'm going to have a studio show before... The actual draft on Thursday, because Friday I'll be talking about the day one pick, who did they take, who could they be taking in days two and three, all those things is what we're going to be diagnosing and breaking down and dissecting after the actual draft. So we have a lot to talk about today. In the second half of the show, we're going to finish up our review of the overall roster by position. We're going to be doing the running backs and the specialists, all the specialists, Jordan Berry. Can't wait to talk about him, but still right now on the beginning, I wanted to address the headline, the title of this podcast. And that is, will the Steelers 2021 draft be the difference between success and failure? That's a question that I feel like probably 75% of the Steelers fan base, when they hear it, they would say, well, no, they're not going to be the difference between success and failure. How could you say that? I think there's a reason, and there's there's at least there's reason enough to explore this topic. Let me put it that way. There's reason enough to explore this topic. So, in my opinion, this all started. The crux of this, the genesis of this issue started when the COVID-19 pandemic forced NFL teams to lose money, essentially. I mean, they were probably still in the black, but they did not make as much as they would in a typical year. Fans weren't in seats. There were no stadiums, no stadiums that were sellouts. Um, it was just a weird year. It was a weird year. And then advertising, you're, at, you're wondering, okay, are advertising dollars still going to be there? All this stuff that was going down equated to the salary cap dropping and went from 198.2 in 2020 down to 182 in 2021. When that happens, and the Steelers, by the way, have been ridiculously fortunate with this situation. And I think this fact should speak volumes about the organization, about Mike Tomlin. The fact that you had players, I mean, they had, I want to say, 14 or so free agents, and everyone knew they weren't going to be able to keep them all. They weren't going to be able to keep them all. You think about Bud Dupree going to Tennessee. You think about Mike Hilton. No one was under the assumption that they were going to get everyone back. And we knew there were going to be cap casualties as well. We knew there were going to be cap casualties. But when you think about they bring back Cam Sutton. They cut Vince Williams. And Vince Williams comes back on a ridiculously cheap deal at that. 
You think they lose Tyson Alualu, and then he comes back. Change of heart, I'm coming back to Pittsburgh. Not going anywhere. And you think about Juju Smith-Schuster coming back. They've been ridiculously lucky to retain a lot of these players. They bring back Chris Wormley, Zach Banner, some others. I, I, I could go on to talk about the Pokemon King, Cassius Marsh. But when you think about how they were able to do that, that's huge. I mean, it's absolutely gargantuan as it pertains to them being competitive in 2021, even with the salary cap dipping. Big tip of the cap to Omar Khan in the front office as well, working his magic with the numbers in some of these contracts. Let's not forget about him and what he does for the Steelers organization. But still, the Steelers were going to have to hit a couple of these draft picks because even though they got all those players back, there's still some glaring needs. So this started with the salary cap dipping. They're not going to be able to go out and spend a bunch in free agency. They're not going to be able to fill holes that way. Because the big-name players that could be the difference makers, they just couldn't afford them. Think about the players I just talked about. I mean, they brought in Joe Haig. They brought in Miles Killebrew. We're not talking about big-name players here. And they Let's also not forget that they lost Steven Nelson. They, they had to cut, they cut him. We still don't know what exactly happened. I doubt we ever will. But still, these, these are things. So let's look at some of these team needs that still do exist on this Pittsburgh Steelers roster. For any number of reasons. Let's start with center. We know that the center position is an issue. Marquise Pouncey announced his retirement early in the offseason. And myself included thought they're going to bring in someone. And they did. They brought in B.J. Finney. But I don't think he was that person, if you know what I mean. I don't think that B.J. Finney was the guy that everyone's like, oh, now they don't have to worry about it in the draft as much because they got Finney back. No, that's not the case. If anything, myself included, now you're looking at J.C. Hassanow or B.J. Finney, and you're thinking, is this it? They have to go out and get somebody else. They cannot go into this season. Whether it's Ben Roethlisberger's last year or not is irrelevant. They cannot go into this season if they think they're going to be competitive, if they think they're going all in and expect that to be good enough. They just can't, not in my opinion. Not in my opinion. But not only center, you look at inside linebacker. They did get Vince Williams back, uh, which does help. You know, Devin Bush is going to be back. That Robert Spillane, maybe Ulysses Gilbert the third, but they could really use another playmaker on the inside. Outside linebacker, when you lose Bud Dupree, Ola Denier, he was told we're not going to give you a tender either. He goes to Tennessee. So now the depth at outside linebacker is pretty atrocious. Yes, they bring back the Pokemon King, but outside of Cassius Marsh, they haven't done anything. And so you have Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, and then what? That's a situation where that's a team need. Offensive tackle, Zach Banner, Chooks for Joe Haig got brought in as a free agent. But still, when you think about it, are you comfortable in this situation? Are you comfortable with Zach Banner and Chooks for being your bookend tackles? Might be a need for a position. And let's also remember, you prepare for the future at the same time as preparing for now. Chuksakorafor is going into the last year of his rookie deal. Keep that in mind. They would probably love to get a tackle in this draft. I'm not saying in the first round. They'd love to get a tackle. It's a very deep tackle class. They could get a tackle in this draft, and then they could say, you know what? 
we're preparing for the future. Maybe this player is just going to be a, uh, like what Zach Banner was back in 2019. He was a tackle eligible that came in, was an extra tight end in the jumbo sets. He was a run blocker. Maybe that's what they do. And then after Chooksakor for his contract is up, if they feel like they can't sign him, he goes elsewhere and they have the insurance policy ready to go. And I mentioned the other position that I would list here is cornerback. They clearly have a need at cornerback because of Steven Nelson leaving. And a lot of Steeler fans aren't do aren't, aren't talking about this. They're not talking about cornerback as much. Well, yeah, I know they bring back Cam Sutton. My boy Justin Lane gets arrested early Friday morning in Cleveland, Ohio, his hometown. Who knows where he's going to be, if he's going to be on the Steelers or on the street somewhere. Uh, when the season rolls around, the Steelers have not released any comment on Lane's arrest. You have, okay, people say, okay, well, we've got Pierre. Great, that's great. you got to have more than that. You're losing Mike Hilton. You're losing Steven Nelson. Those are two big pieces of the secondary. The cornerback has to be on here. Tight end has to be on here. Running back has to be on here. I'd go as far as saying wide receiver needs to be on here. Because if you think next season, if you think Juju's going to be back, I I disagree. Although I did say that coming into this offseason, so take that with a grain of salt. Juju's probably not going to be back. James Washington, will he be back? He's going into the last year of his rookie contract. You got to prepare for this. You got to prepare for this. You would have just not, you would have Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Even Ray Ray McLeod is going into the last year of his contract. They have glaring team needs. They weren't able to address a lot of them in free agency. Now, I do want to throw in this quick caveat because I keep bringing up how they weren't able to do a lot of or make a lot of moves in free agency because of the financials, you know, I mean, they're a team that they, you know, bellied up to the cap every year. And so because of that, that's just their nature. They're going to spend the money that they can. Well, they, they took a hit and they weren't the only team that took a hit after the draft. Don't be shocked if they do bring in like a veteran wide receiver. And there are still some veterans at a lot of positions that are out there. I, we talked about it last Tuesday night on, on the locker room app. That tight end, you have like a guy like Tyler Eifert is available. Uh, Jesse James is still available. I'm not saying that I want those players. I'm not saying the Steelers need those players, but there are players still out there that the Steelers could target in free agency, and it's not going to cost them a lot of money. But still, they have needs that they need to address in this upcoming draft, big time. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The Steelers have eight picks in this draft. That's That's as we sit here right now. They could trade, they could lose picks, they could trade and gain picks. Any number of things could happen once the actual selections start going down. But when I'm looking at this, eight picks, I feel like two of them need to be home runs. I will always reference back to the 2020 NFL draft class as a perfect gold standard for what fans should expect in a draft class. And I'm going to use the baseball analogy. Home runs. Players, they come in and contribute in a big way right away. So think back to 2020. Chase Claypool, second-round pick, check, home run. Alex Highsmith, okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not for 2020. Okay, we'll get back to that. Kevin Dotson, check. I would say it's a home run. He was able to step in and play guard, and, and most, uh, most agree with me when I say I think he was their best offensive lineman for a large portion of the season when he got a chance to play. But those three players right there are borderline home run hitters. 
they're all going to be starting in their second season in the National Football League. Think about how crazy that is. And so then after you get that, okay, let's say that Alex Highsmith in 2020 wasn't a home run. He didn't play that much. He just kind of filled in when Dupree or Watt needed a breather. And then obviously when Dupree goes down with the ACL against the Baltimore Ravens at Heinz Field, he steps in and he plays the remainder of the season. Let's say he's a double, though. If we're using the baseball analogy, if Dotson and Claypool are home runs, he's a double. Okay, give me a couple other singles. I mean, my gosh, we just named three. You have Anthony McFarlane, made the team, contributed. Not a lot, but he contributed. Antoine Brooks Jr., made the team, contributed. Not a lot, but he did. And then Carlos Davis, seventh-round pick from Nebraska, makes the team and also does contribute to the point where at the end of the season, he was playing over Isaiah Bugs. This was a guy, this was a guy, Carlos Davis, that everyone thought was just way too raw, was going to need time on the practice squad, was a project amongst projects. Jeffrey Benedict, who writes for our website, I remember after the draft last year, he was doing, and he will do this again this year, just so fans know, he's going to be doing draft, like film room breakdowns of these players when they're picked. And I remember, and he did this jokingly, he had he was working on the article, and so in the back end of our website, I can see what everyone's working on, whether it's submitted. I can go in and edit those do- articles and documents, etc. He had titled it, Carlos Davis is not good at football. And I thought it was hysterical. I got a laugh out of it. But here we go. He ends up making the team, and he contributes. So this draft class, 2021 draft class, give me two home runs and two doubles, and I'll be happy. Those home runs are players that can come in and play right away. Right away. So maybe it's a running back. Maybe it's a Najee Harris out of Alabama. Maybe it's a Travis Etienne from Clemson. I don't know. But maybe it's a running back. Maybe it's an offensive lineman. Maybe it's a center. Maybe it's Landon Dickerson. Maybe it's Creed Humphrey. Uh, it, It could be any one of those guys. Maybe it's an offensive tackle. Maybe it's Tevin Jenkins. Maybe Christian Derrissaw somehow out of Virginia Tech slides to 24. Maybe it's a cornerback, Asante Samuel Jr., or maybe um, any number of other prospective cornerbacks, J.C. Horn for some unknown reason, or Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Maybe it's one of those. I I don't know. They could go in a bunch of different directions. Inside linebacker, Zaven Collins. Maybe it's him from Tulsa. The Steelers are going to have needs that they need to address, but they need to get those two home runs. Give me those two home runs. And remember, the Steelers are are not always, they they always do this, folks. I I know that I gave a ton of reasons why the Steelers might have not been able to make moves in free agency, and they might not have been able to do a lot of the things that they would have liked to do. But let's not kid ourselves either here, folks. They never do this stuff. They never are big players in free agency. They always focus on the draft because they're building for the future, but they also have to realize that right now they need players that can that can contribute right away. They need to get those players that they feel can step in day one, home run hitters that I was talking about. So let's bring this all the way back to the beginning. And that is, will the Steelers draft class be the difference between success and failure? I think yes. I think yes. The pressure on Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, the scouting department, and the front office to get these picks right is bigger than I can ever imagine since I took over running the website way back when Bud Dupree got drafted. And the reason being 
is that look at the needs that we're talking about. I'll run them through again. Center, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, tackle, cornerback, tight end, running back. And there's even some that I didn't even list, like the fact that quarterback depth is a question and things like that. But all in all, they have to get this right. If they flub this draft, if they have no home runs, they have a couple doubles and swings and misses, then you will see the Steelers have gaping holes in their roster in 2021. Anyone that has a gaping hole in their starting roster is destined for failure. You see it every year. You see it every year. They'll have great players, but there's always just that one area that they can't get out of their own way. This is going to be an absolute huge draft for the Steelers this Thursday, starting this Thursday, and they have to hit those home runs. They have to hit those home runs. And I'm going to be very vocal here. Do what you have to do. Trade if you have to trade. Make it happen. I I can't stress that enough. They've been more aggressive under Art Rooney II than they were with Dan, especially in the draft. And Dan was in charge when they traded up for Troy Polamalu. I understand that. But the trade up to Devin Bush, the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, they have proven they are willing to do what it takes. They have to continue that. They have to continue that. Continue that trend. And we'll be talking about this next Monday, saying this draft class is going to turn this team around Right now, they're going to be exactly what this team needed needs right now, not two years from now, right now. That's the hope. All right, folks, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to break down the running backs and the specialists, see whether they should be draft pick priorities or not. We'll be right back after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I want to thank all my Ride or Die crew out there for following me on Twitter. If you're someone that has a Twitter account, follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Look, I'm not team follow back. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of people, my boy Chris Carter, you know, he used to work with me uh, for a long time, and he went over to DKPittsburghSports.com. He's a follow-back guy, and he's like, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. That, that's not me, okay? I'm not a follow-back guy, but you know what I will do? If you if you ask me a question, if you want to talk about the Steelers and mention me, I will always respond, always. And those that follow me know this. They can ask me. Some people will say it's an asinine question. It doesn't matter. I'll answer the question. It might be in a GIF because I love them, and I think they're hysterical, but I will always respond. So if you're on Twitter, give me a follow. Let's break down the last two positions 
before the NFL draft, and I think this is just perfect timing. Let's start with the running backs. Everyone's talking about the running backs. Running back, running back, running back. Oh, my gosh. Are they going to draft a running back in the first round? If so, who? Is it going to be ATN? Is it going to be Javante Williams? Maybe in, at 55. I'm not sure if he's going to get there. Is it going to be Najee Harris of Alabama? Could it be someone like Chubba Hubbard from Oklahoma State? I don't know. But let's look at the running backs that they have on the roster right now. Anthony McFarland. Anthony McFarland, second year back out of Maryland. I, I have a lot. I have real high hopes for him. I thought that his rookie year he had flashes. I think he might have had has a better understanding now of the professional game. I have big hopes for him in Matt Canada's offense. Benny Snell Jr. I don't know what to think of what to make of Benny Snell Jr. You know, he comes out of Kentucky. Everyone talks about how hard he runs, and he's tough to bring down. He's he's great goal line guy. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Outside of week one when he blew up against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football, didn't see it. Jalen Samuels going into the final year of his contract. He has a, a reputation or a repertoire, I should say. Or He and Matt Canada have worked together at NC State when he was in college. Maybe he has that going for him. Trey Edmonds and Callan Ballage was the free agent acquisition they had at running back. I don't expect much of anything from either of those two players. And that's it. James Conner left. He's now a part of the Arizona Cardinals. So let's go through the flow chart. Is running back a draft pick priority? Yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely it is. Anyone that says no is out of their mind. And I know that you, we got to build up the offensive line first. I get it. You still need someone to, to carry the rock. You still need someone to tote the rock, if you know what I mean. I mean, you can't just have any schmuck back there. And I have Steeler fans hitting me up on Twitter. Oh, yeah, but... They won a Super Bowl with an undrafted rookie or an undrafted player in Willie Parker. I get that. I understand that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying right now, I think you have to look at this and say they need a running back. They need a the the running back. Who is the running back? Even when James Conner was here, he was the running back. There was no debate over that. When Le'Veon Bell was here, he was the running back. And everyone loves to talk about, oh, well, you know, the last player they drafted that they gave it, the last running back they drafted and they gave a contract to, a second contract was Veron Haynes out of Georgia. And it's like, okay, whatever. You, you're forgetting, you're just completely glossing over the fact that they tried everything in their power to give Le'Veon Bell a second contract and he chose not to sign it. That's it. He chose not to sign it. It's not that the Steelers said, look, Le'Veon, thanks, but no thanks. You can move on. No, that's not it at all. They went after him in an aggressive fashion. They tried to give him the money that they thought he was worthy of, and yet he didn't feel like that was good enough. I I don't know. I don't know. The the whole Veron Haynes thing, which is a talking point on social media recently, I'm not sure. I don't get it. But I think it is a draft pick priority, and I think should you – let's follow the flow chart. Should it be a high draft pick? Yes, it should. And I don't mean necessarily day one. It should be day one or day two. They need a running back in the first three rounds. I am not interested in a six-round running back. I'm just not. Yes, I know that there's the Alvin Kamara's out there, and and even James Conner, who was a solid back when he was healthy. That's a big if he was healthy. Um, I get all that. But at the same time, I'd like to see them get a feature back. Give me a feature back. Everyone that's listened to this show knows that I love Javante Williams. He is probably... My favorite player in this entire draft class. I just think he is so much fun to watch. If they could get someone like that in the second round, it would be tremendous. It would be a tremendous addition to the offense. He's a running back that he doesn't need 
a ton of work in front of him. His yards after contact were just outstanding at North Carolina. And I know ACC is not the NFL, but still, that's my favorite. That's my guy. If they get him, I would be so excited, so excited. But it, it is a draft pick priority. Yes, they should take him high. Let's look at the specialists now. Chris Boswell, place kicker. Uh, you know that he is under contract, and um, they might still redo his contract to free up cap space at some point. But still, uh, Chris Boswell is the place kicker. Jordan Berry, ugh. I'm not a Jordan Berry fan. In case there's someone that just listens to the last ride and doesn't listen to the Steelers preview, um, I really don't like Jordan Berry. And I've, I've talked about this a few times on this show. I feel like he's turned into a warm weather punter. Uh, when it seems to be nice conditions out, you're thinking in the beginning of the season, the months of September and October. But it almost like at the end of October, in November and December, when things really start to get dicey outside weather-wise, he struggles. And it's not just a Jordan Berry issue. I'm not a fan of his as a player. But on top of that, I look at when was the last time the Steelers actually had a legitimate punter? I'm talking about a punter. I'm always going to compare them to Sam Cook or Coke. I'm not sure how to say it properly of the Baltimore Ravens. Cause I was, I'm so envious of those moments in the game where it's Steelers Ravens and the Steelers get a three and out. And they're thinking, yes, they, we got a three and out defense gets off the field. Steelers are going to have great field position on this next drive. And what does he do? He kicks like a, a 63 yard punt. And now the Steelers are pinned inside their own 20. When you thought you were going to have the ball like midfield. When was the last time the Steelers ever had a punter like that? Josh Miller? I don't even remember him doing that. Daniel Sepulveda? Nope. Guy couldn't stay healthy. Gosh, he tore an ACL every time he punted. It's just frustrating. And so I don't want to make it clear that my issues are not solely with Jordan Berry. It's more with the Steelers punters and the history that they just can't get a good one. And even last year. They go out and get Dustin Colquitt. You're thinking, this guy has Super Bowl experience. His dad used to play for the Steelers. This is great. He, We finally got rid of Jordan Berry. I was rejoicing. Go back and check the tape. I was rejoicing. And that weasel finds his way back. He always finds his way back. Corliss Waitman has been on the team, spent all last season on the practice squad. I would hope that he could kick a ball just as well as Jordan Berry, but I don't know. Matt Cannon, or Matt Matt Cannon. Cam Canaday is the uh, reigning long snapper with Christian Kuntz, who's also a linebacker who also does some long snapping. You take it for what it's worth. Should this be a draft pick? The answer is no, but I do have to give a little tip of the cap to my boy, Colin Holba. Six-round draft pick out of Louisville. I still, to this day, cannot believe that they drafted a long snapper in the sixth round of an NFL draft, in any draft. They took a long snapper in the sixth round. Colin Holba, who said he wasn't even watching the draft because he didn't think there was any chance he would even get drafted, gets a phone call from his agent saying, you just got picked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's all you need to say. So if if it's not a draft pick priority, which we know that, do they even take one at all? I think that they should. Bring in an undrafted rookie free agent. Uh, get uh, any one of these positions. I think give Chris Boswell some competition is not a bad thing. Uh, you look at punter, whether uh, maybe they're happy with Barry and Waitman kind of kicking it out in the preseason. I don't know. I, I'm all about competition. I'm all about competition. So bring them on. Anyone that wants to take out Jordan Barry, I know I did not mean it that way. 
I did not put out a hit on Jordan Berry. I don't want to hear anyone saying that I did. I did not mean it that way. Anyone wants to take him off the roster? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anyone wants to take him off the roster? Yeah, I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it. I'll rejoice again, and then that weasel will find his way back on the team anyways. All right, folks, that does it for today's show on Monday. Thank you for spending some time with me. Remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. Wherever you get your podcast, that's uh, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. If you're on iTunes, and I know many of you are, please give us a five-star rating. Leave us a good comment. We really appreciate it. It really helps with exposure, and we want to be up there at the top. We want to be the top, and we that's what we need. That's what we need. All right, folks, I'll be back on Tuesday night for a live Locker Room Mailbag podcast. If you're an iOS user, check out the Locker Room app. Follow me, join me. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, you'll hear my show on Wednesday morning in audio platform and then Thursday night. That's where it's all at. Ah, it's exciting, folks. You know how we always finish it out, though. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. Have a great start of your week. I'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers.